9.42. How you doing, everybody? You know what you uh, think of when you see this weather today? You should be in a plane to Vegas like Sandra's going to be, uh, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. Wheels up, baby. Yep. I got a bachelorette party for one of my dear, dear friends. So off we go. So is this the same crew that all goes to that beach house for yes. the last 20 yeah, years? Yeah, but others all, from all over the country. How do you in. get invited? How do you make the cut? Because I planned it. I was one of three that one, planned it for her. No, 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 so. no. One, no, I get it that you're where you're going. Oh, you're saying how, how did, did not yeah. you make it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sandy, we just really how do cast you make the, net. the cut? You ca- we anybody, cast the net. Is it like the Hall of Fame voting that a name gets brought up? You know, so-and-so from Minnesota wants to jump in. She's so-and-so's friend. Mm-hmm. And then does it go in front of the Vegas committee? Right. And, and then we go, that's a niche, up. niche. That's a niche. No, yeah. no. We don't do that. So nobody, everybody's invited. What do you mean everybody's invited? There was probably 25 girls invited, 19 are going. And the bachelorette doesn't even know most of what's happening. Is anybody single? A lot are single. A lot. I would say seven, eight are single. So the notion what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas Mm -hmm. in terms of shenanigans, to quote Mike Bell, is there a chance that any of those ladies get into some shenanigans? Yeah, they'll get into some trouble. (laughs) They will. Yeah, absolutely. There's a possibility that some of those single women may meet a friend while they're out there. I hope they do. do. I hope they have a nice brunch with a, a no, young I was talking gentleman. about a brunch, yeah. So, so you have how many in 19 are single? How many? I want to say like maybe six. Or, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. put him in a put him in a target. Look at all the guys over here. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like everybody's not in there. Wow, they've never listened to this show ever, yeah, right. and now they're listening. They're like, yeah. <laughs> How hello. you doing? How you doing? Yeah, just yeah. get them as they're getting off the plane. Slip a little phone number. I'd love to take you yeah. guys to the new yeah. Fountain Blue. Yeah. Make sure, make sure you check out the new Fountain Blue at some point. Oh yeah, it's we're supposed going. to be we're spectacular. You having dinner the there? You're having dinner. Are you going to the Sphere there. tour and mm-hmm. everything? Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Listen, the only the only thing would be more fun than Vegas, which I know Rusty Manziel's listening, thinking the only thing would be more fun is if I was Mike Griffith, who gets to combine. be gets to be in Indianapolis, right, Mike? Right. You talk about a sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You talk about a sexy town. Fun. Sexy town, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's great steak. Uh, you're really living it up here in Indy. Yeah. All right. So how many times? How many years have you covered the uh, combine? Oh man, I I don't know. Probably. Ten, eight, uh, something like that. It just—it's a blur. It's a—it's—it's it's a, its a marathon event. I mean, there's you know podiums of guys lined up and bodies everywhere, and you know it's uh, like more, one interview after another. More media, more media than ever before. Uh, you know, it's—I mean, I covered Georgia football, so you know, at the national title game, there's a ton. No, no, of no. I'm talking like about the combine. Time. Is it the mo- most media you've ever been at the combine? I, you know, it, it's the room's always packed. I would, I, I would guess. I mean, I'm just looking at it right now, and you know, I'm looking at the TV cameras. There's probably 75, 80 cameras. There's three or four live television sets here. Pretty every network's represented. Um, gosh, I know we got a ton of people from Georgia too. Obviously, it's it's it is it is quite a show. Stake to your point. Yeah. Yes. All right. So what what what's what constitutes a big headline? Is it some guy has a 40 that jumps off the page? Is it, you know, somebody deciding not to do something? Like, what warrants and what has been the big story so far? Well, if you remember last year, the big story was Jalen Carter flying back to Georgia to get arrested. Um, that, that, was, that was probably oh the God, overwhelming right. story. If you remember oh, that? Yeah, that was, no. quite a, that was quite a headline. 
Um, you know, yeah, the, the field testing stake, I think, is, is what a lot of the people see. You know, my role here, we're interviewing all these players, right? So I'm talking to Jermaine Burton and A.D. Mitchell and obviously all the Georgia players. And, you're, you know, you're getting little bits and nuggets from them. You know, talking to the Alabama guys, uh, Chris Braswell, for example, and what made this interesting is he thinks Nick Saban's still helping to coach the team. I was like, he's like, no, he's still coaching. He's still got an office over there. And you're going, wow, really? Like, you really think that's, ha- oh, yeah, you know, they really think that's happening, you know? And it's just interesting hearing some of the players, you know, points of views and comments about the programs and, you know, guys they played against, you know, A.D. Mitchell talking about, you know, working out at Georgia, being, you know, Jermaine Burton talking about how much he still loves his guys at Georgia. It's just stuff that maybe fans wouldn't expect. Uh, you get out of the interviews, you know, and, but to your point, what, when those guys hit the field, we're going to want to see if somebody can run a four, two, something, or we're going to see, you know, where these Georgia guys go. If, if lad can run a high four, three, if Brock Bowers and, and stake, I'd ask you playing the poker game. Should Brock Bowers do anything? If he's already the number one tight end in the draft, what well, does feel like Brock Bowers is moving down in the draft only because of the position and only because they use this draft equity or, you know, can you go top 10 at that position given it's not going to be as many looks? I've never seen many college football players better than Brock Bowers, but but there is a notion that you're gun-shy to take a tight end in the top 10, and obviously Kyle Pittston helped, helped make people feel <laughs> better about it, right? right, right. But, I'm, I, you know, I think Brock Bowers is in a weird spot, um, and, and will whatever he does there – move him up in the top 10 and solidify it? Or is he going to continue to possibly drop because of the position he plays? Yeah, well, you wonder, is the juice worth to squeeze, right? I mean, if now if Brock Bowers thinks he could go out there and run a 4-4-0 and jump 40 inches, then, you know, then maybe it's worth it to convince somebody. But I, I kind of think the tape's in on this guy. I think, it's, I think the risk is too high. You know, you have one bad day and – you know, maybe you don't run the time you thought. Now everybody starts picking and you fall even further. Uh, Stake, I just can't see him dropping, you know, behind the, below the Denver Broncos at 12. You know, the guy, the guy that lit it up yesterday was Dallas Turner, and I've seen him on some Falcons mock drafts. And, you know, how much would a guy like Dallas Turner impact the Falcons as an edge rusher? I mean, this guy was flying in the 4-4 uh, range. I think he jumped nearly 40. Just an explosive player. Yeah, I think Dallas Turner is the name on everybody's lips. I think that any notion of getting Justin Fields that gives up the eighth pick that could be Dallas Turner is a very shaky proposition. Maybe you're giving up a number one next year, but you have got to hold on to that pick. And Dallas Turner seems like it makes the most sense. Linebackers, though, traditionally, whatever you want to call them, edge rushers, it, it hasn't been a smooth sailing. Um, I think they were they were saying the last true – now, he's not a true linebacker at all. They, they, he's a hybrid. Um, but Roquan Smith may be – the most impactful yeah. linebacker taken in the last four or five years. Yeah. That's a funky situation in terms of size. But, I mean, everything you hear about him, especially the, the year he just had, I'd love to see him wearing black and being on the Falcons opening day. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like a Dwight Freeney clone, going old school on you there, Jake. But, you know, that you mentioned Fields. It's so interesting to me. You know, Justin was such a fantastic high school player. So many fans in Georgia – obviously signed with the Bulldogs before a great career at Ohio State. You hear so much about him maybe coming back to the Falcons. And I did a poll on our Dog Nation Twitter, and it's like 50-50. Over 1,000, it's like split right down the middle. And I'm like, man, 
you know, Justin Fields, you know, you talk to the guy, he's so cool and easy going, and yet he may be the most controversial guy in the state of Georgia over the last yeah. four or five years. So true. Well, it, what's fascinating, it was controversial when he was at Georgia. Yep. And then it was controversial how good he was at Ohio State, especially for that one game, right, in the semis. Yeah. And then it's like, I've got three years of game film to watch, and you still can't really settle on how we feel about him. How much is about the personnel around him? How much is about him still just not being able to be a drop back, you know, quarterback that can read defenses? Like, there, there's there's nothing that, that sways you either way enough to not make him – Again, a very highly controversial conversation. Which is- well, he, well, he is. I, but I'll, I'll take some controversy out of it for George fans. I'll tell you this. His sister, Jaden, kills it. I mean, <laughs> kills it on the softball yep. team. That is the number three team in the country. And if, she, if you follow her on social media, she is she's, a, a riot. Dude, she's, she's a blast. She's so, a superstar. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about Fantastic. that, Sandy? Oh, yeah. Because Rusty is watching Georgia softball because he coached one of the girls was uh, when he had his travel team. And all he keeps telling me about is Justin Fields' yep, sister yep. is just lighting it up. Um, She'll be in the media. Hey, she's going to be taking somebody's job here when she's done with softball in Atlanta in the Atlanta media market. She's really good. That's great. Finishing up with Mike Griffith live at the Combine in Indianapolis. So Lad McConkey just spoke as well. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing about him? Another guy that I would feel incredible about getting if I'm certainly, uh, you know, it's not going to come off the first round. But, I mean, Lad McConkey has uh, – all indications, stock is rising. Well, speaking of popular Georgia sports figures, I mean, uh, you know, Mr. Aw Shucks there comes from nowhere and 1,500th ranked recruit walk, you know, almost a walk on, last scholarship on the team. And now he's risen up to the status stake where he's compared with Cooper Cup. And you say he's not a first rounder, but there's people saying that if he runs a high four, four, three number, uh, with what he did at the Senior Bowl, he he could be a sneaky late first-round pick for one of these elite teams uh, that want to get a guy that can shake and, and do some things in the open field. Um, I, I'm with you. I think he's probably more of a, a second-round guy, but he's certainly an exciting figure. And, and Marcus Rosemi Jack Saints a guy uh, that really lit it up at the Senior Bowl. And does he get into the second day conversation? You know, we're getting, getting deep in the weeds here. I mean, really the quarterback stake, that's what everybody hears kind of talking about and how they interview. I don't think a lot of them are going to work out, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, I, mean, I understand why a guy doesn't want to run, but you don't, you don't yeah. want to throw the ball next to somebody? Well, it's it's 100% guaranteed that of the three quarterbacks taken top three, somebody in the second, third, fourth round is going to be a better quarterback than one of those guys. I don't know. You know, We, we don't know who it's going to be, but we do know that if you think the three best quarterbacks in the draft – are going to be the exact three taken. That's not how it works, right? You know. Well, these guys. I'll tell you this: these guys are all skinny. I think DJ Shockley's built better than any of these guys here, so they look like they're ready to fall apart. I'm serious, man. Have you seen Shockley? Looks like he's still pressing weights. But these That's corners, funny. Drake May's long, you know, necks. I'm thinking, good, good grief! How many, how many hits can these guys take in the league? Yeah, well, they need an NFL uh, strength and conditioning coach. They'll get that bulk on. All right, hey, Mike. Good stuff. We'll talk to me. Get back in town and maybe review it on Monday. How the whole weekend goes. All right, appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. Always great to have you. Mike Griffith live from Indy. Justin Farmer, WSB anchor, a staple in this town. He gets to play buy or sell later. He's live in studio co-hosting. That's coming up as well. Steak and Sandra on a Friday on The Steakhouse.